Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Wow, now that was an excited Herman Kane, and you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and we're so glad to have you. New listeners, welcome. And I'm telling you, we have got a show for you. Mark it down for the history books, all right? Just mark it on down. This is a show you want to listen to all the way to the very end. Let me tell you what we got going on. First, we got some news about uh, a Tea Party person and who he's backing for the presidency of the United States. We got some more news for you. We got more about Herman Cain and the excitement that's in the Herman Cain camp. And we also have this week's Rock of Liberty speech. It will deal with Herman Cain. So you better listen to the Rock of Liberty speech right at the end. Then we also have David Rubin. He's been on before. He's going to tell us uh, a short segment on what happened in New York. We, we talked about a couple weeks ago what happened in the special election for the congressional uh, district in New York where representative, ex-representative Wiener's old seat was taken by a Republican. What happened? Well, we're going to talk to David Rubin all the way in Jerusalem so he can tell us about what's going on in New York. Listen up for that. It'll be coming up in a few minutes. And we do have this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award. It's coming up, and this week it goes to the action, the action of some somebody. I don't know which side we need to talk about, but you've heard about the Ford commercial, the ad that was out there that was yanked off YouTube, and, and uh, we'll see if it had any pressure. We're going to talk about that during the, this week's Tombstone of the Week Award, Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award. For you new listeners, that's given out every week to somebody's words, actions, or deeds that should be buried six feet under the ground under a tombstone. So we got a show that's packed, and we just got to get to it. And we're also going to be talking about, of course, the what we know from... Republican nomination debates. We're going to be talking about that. So we got it packed in. You're ready for an outstanding show. This is market. Put it in the history books. Here we go. First off, we got to talk about some news. There's the CEO and founder of the Tea Party Nation, and his name is Judson Phillips. Judson got to talk to him when I was down in Tampa. Uh, talked to him a good bit. Him, uh, He was down there with Tea Party Express, helping putting on the the, he had toured some of the Tea Party Express as CNN put on the first ever Tea Party presidential debate. And Judson was down there. And, and as I said, Doc Holliday got to talk with him. And it sort of surprised me who he's supporting. But he's come out and it's he is backing as a Tea Party person of intrigue. Judson Phillips of the Tea Party Nation is backing Newt Gingrich for president of the United States. And that's the first Tea Party, major Tea Party backing I've seen of Newt Gingrich. But 
His reasoning was this man is presidential, he's had good debates, and he's so experienced. And so uh, we have our first endorsement, as I, far as I know, from a major Tea Party uh, person endorsing, uh, that's Judson Phillips endorsing Newt Gingrich for President of the United States. So we are seeing, as much as the media is trying to push this into a two-man race between Romney and uh, Governor Perry of Texas, I'm telling you, it is wide open, and we know that none better than knowing that Herman Cain blew everybody out of water in the Florida straw poll. And you know the last several Republican nominees have won the Florida straw poll. It's been almost uh, predicting who's going to be the nominee. Will it happen this year? Well, Herman Cain just won it by like 37%. I'll wait, I think Perry was second with uh, like, what, 18, 19%? I don't know. But he, anyway, what, it wasn't even close. So how did Herman Cain manage that? The, from what I hear, he, he fired up the people with a great speech. And, you know, that's exactly what happened. If you go back and look where Hillary Clinton was in lead, it was at the Jackson uh, dinner they have in Iowa, the Democrats every year. The, uh, that Jackson dinner, and, and they said Obama just blew everybody away with a great speech that supposedly had no teleprompter, said everybody thought he knew what he was saying, but that's what got him on the uh, lead and, and really put uh, Hillary Clinton behind the eight ball because people said this man can win the White House. What is being said about Herman Cain? For so many weeks now, we have heard, oh, he, he, he just can't win the nomination. He can't win the nomination. Now, for the first time, people are saying, hey, Herman Cain could win the Republican nomination. Yes, he can. Uh, it's wide open. Did Not only the Florida straw poll, uh, the Zogby poll, had for the first time as Herman Cain in the lead. So uh, let's see. Let me, what would be... What would be some kind of song we could get to that might might just uh, tell us what's going on here? There's something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear Come on, there's a man with a gun Nowhere telling me I've got to Stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. What is going down? Well, Herman Cain has found himself in the lead in some polls. He won the Florida straw ballot, and Herman Cain is... He's picking up some speed. Now, you can go back and listen to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Look at our archives. I've had a show before on Herman Cain way back in the early part of the year. And also, just recently, a month or so ago, with Dr. Alveda King, the niece of Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Alveda, very much a Herman Cain fan. As you remember, you go back and listen. She said she would not endorse a candidate. She doesn't like getting into politics. But she says she prays for Herman Cain. So somebody's prayers are knocking on heaven's door, I'm telling you. Some people thought Herman Cain was, well, he's in there. Maybe get vice president or somebody get, get in the, the short list of vice presidents. I'm telling you, Herman Cain has got an absolutely great opportunity. And that's what's great about seeing this, this uh, Republican debate and the Republican nomination run for it because 
if you heard, supposedly, uh, Governor Chris Christie has said once again, and this time it's supposed to be final, that he will not enter the race for the Republican nomination. Now, where does that leave Herman Cain? Well, it leaves him in a great position because now there's somebody else a lot of conservatives are waiting to hear from. Her name is Sarah Palin. Now, Sarah Palin has a lot of fans. I've met a lot of them, and some of you are listening right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We've had some Sarah Palin supporters on, and they're waiting for her to make a decision. Well, she's always said if somebody is not going to stand up and run on the conservative voice, then she might get in to run. But who can better represent the conservative voice than Herman Cain? I'm telling you, Herman is on fire. He's like, it's like uh, the quarterback is handing him the football. He's in the backfield. He's a running back. And he looks, and he's just got a great block with that Florida straw pole. He got a great block. He's got a wide open field. He can run in. Now, will he be tackled? Can he outrun? Can he get around the corner? Those are what we're witnessing right now. Will Herman Cain continue to mature into a fantastic candidate? You have to be on top of your game if you want to win the Republican nomination and the presidency of the United States. Does Herman Cain have the ability? Yes, he does. Can he squeeze it out with the timing that it takes? That's what we're witnessing now. And it, it will depend on what Governor Perry does, what Governor Romney does, what Michelle Bachman does. But there is a scenario building up that I will tell you about in the Rock of Liberty speech coming up in just a few minutes. So, wow, we have got so much to talk about. I talked about news, and I've told you what was going on in the, the debates, we know that Rick Perry's numbers went south after his performance in Orlando. I was there in Tampa and saw him. He didn't have his greatest time, but in, in Orlando, he's like he tripped over his feet. Now, I've met several of these candidates, like I told you. Uh, if, uh, over the years, I, I've, I've met Herman Cain several years ago, had a good sit-down with Herman Cain for uh, 20, 30 minutes, and really uh, got to know his conservative philosophy way, way before he decided to run for president of the United States. But let me also tell you, I've, I've met, of course, Newt Gingrich. Uh, the other night, I got to meet John Huntsman for the first time. Now, I don't see him winning the nomination, but hey, he's on stage, and he's everybody has some good ideas. Let me go back and remember the poem you had to read in um, high school. Some of you didn't read it. I know. I know. You just put your literature away, but uh, Alfred Lord uh, Tennyson, or Lord Tennyson, let's just say Lord Tennyson, wrote uh, uh, Ulysses, the poem, and in that he had a line that said, I am a part of all that I have met. Now, Tea Partiers, that's, that's talking about us in this Republican nomination, in this battle to see who's going to be the Republican nominee you got to remember, remember, I am a part of all that I have met. That means everybody brings something to the table. Even Ron Paul, we know he has some good ideas on some things. He can't win the nomination. He, uh, he stays steady with his cult following, but he is bringing things to the table. And that's what we got to do, not tear everybody apart, but build each other up and let the best person win. And I say person, it could be Michelle Bachman. It could be any one of the 
other people that are up on this stage uh, running for the Republican nomination. But I'm telling you that Herman Cain has got an opportunity. The window of opportunity is here. Now, it was, it was for Michelle Bachman a couple months ago. She had a window of opportunity, and uh, she tripped. You know, it was like a, a running back uh, getting a good uh, lateral or pitch from the quarterback and, and just daylight ahead and tripping and falling down and the play's over. And that's what happened with Michelle Bachman. Can she get up? Uh, she can, but will she ever get that opportunity again that she had right after the Iowa poll, the straw poll? I, I, it doesn't look like it. I'll put it that way. And that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to tell you what, how that plays into the Herman Cain candidacy in the Rock of Liberty speech. Wow, time is moving on, folks, let me tell you. We're glad to have you listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And I have to tell you, we love new listeners, and we need you to uh, tell your friends about Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We are growing. It's getting uh, all over the nation, and we're glad to have Tea Party people listening in to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, the heartbeat of the Tea Party. And we're telling you things that you won't hear anywhere else. And I'm going to tell you about something else you won't hear anywhere else. It's about a new book coming out by yours truly. But it's, it's coming out sometime toward the end of October. And I've mentioned it before, but I will say it is Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, the Tea Party versus the Status Quo. Wow, we have put together some information in books. And you're going to hear about some things you've never heard before. If you've listened to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, you've got hints of some of it. But uh, we have got a book that's been put together, and it's coming out soon. And you can go to my website, www.teaparty.ms, and find out more information on that. As we get up uh, more information and book cover and everything, we're going to put it up there so you can take a look at it. And as soon as we get some release dates, we're going to let you know about it. But I'm telling you, this is a book unlike anything that's ever been written before. If you love history, if you love politics, if you love what's the momentum. Did you hear, did you hear that song from Crosby, Stills, and Nash when it said, uh, well, Buffalo Springfield. I'm sorry, that Buffalo Springfield, what we played earlier. Uh, something's happening around here. And what it is ain't exactly clear. But I'm telling you, something is going on, and it's you. You are a part of it because it's the Tea Party movement. Herman Cain, after they've called the Tea Party racist, and Herman Cain is moving up in the polls, and he would not be anywhere if it was not for you, the Tea Party. So, wow, be a part of history. Baby, we're making it happen. <laughs> That's what Doc Holliday's Tea Party is here for, to let you know it's happening. What? Well, the liberals have not even begun to understand the shifting of the sand that's going beneath their feet. Now, oh, well, where do we get to here? I've told you about David Rubin. He'll be coming up just shortly. We're all the way from Jerusalem, Israel. But before we get to David Rubin and talking about the New York special election, let me just tell you about, I don't know if you saw or heard about this. A lot of conservatives have. But this week's Tombstone of the Week Award goes to whoever, I'm going to say a question mark, but whoever pressured Ford Motor Company to take an ad off the YouTube and off the air. It was 
allegedly uh, the White House put pressure to say, uh, get this ad away. It doesn't look good for the administration. Now, the CEO of Ford Motor Company said no. The White House applied no pressure. So I don't know what the truth is. And I like the truth here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, so I'm not going to say anything but this. That the Ford Motor ad, the, the ad that was out there, is very indicative of the feeling of major the, the major American population toward what President Obama is doing on, for, to private companies. When he puts muscle, when the White House uh, uh, makes phone calls, this is not the first time they've meddled. Remember, uh, the first off with the GM, <laughs> President Obama had to pick the CEO. Now, that's not right. <laughs> Public <laughs> elected official picking the CEO of a company Speaking to board members of a major American company, uh, I, I don't like that. I don't like the government doing that. Then, but they don't stop there. Remember, just we talked about a couple of weeks ago, what happened at Boeing. Boeing, the board made a decision to build a plant in South Carolina and the National, uh, National Labor Relations Board <laughs> has said, no, you can't do that. You can't build a plant in South Carolina. We want you to build it in Washington, the state of Washington, where they already have a plant. Wow, this administration is just dabbling in private, private companies' affairs of more than just taxes, but they're telling them what to do. And now, supposedly, they didn't do it, but somebody put pressure on Ford Motor Company to take ads off YouTube and the ad, if you hadn't seen it, I think you can go to Ford's site and you can still see the ad, hopefully. There's a 30-second commercial where a guy comes in and says one reason he bought his Ford was because they didn't participate in the bailout, bailouts. And it's an indictment against the Obama administration when they're trying to gear up for re-election and make that one of the cornerstones of their re-election campaign and how, they, how President Obama saved the American automobile industry. Well, I, I don't think it was President Obama. If it's anybody, you can say, thank you, taxpayers. But uh, the way we've, I've told you before had it played out, he saved the unions. The, the, all the jobs weren't going to go away. They weren't. It just gone through bankruptcy, and the unions would have taken a hit instead of all the bondholders. Uh, so that's this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. It goes to whoever, if anyone, put pressure to remove the Ford ad off of YouTube. I hope you can go see it. I hope you still can. But that's this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. It goes to question mark. It's whoever pressured Ford Motor to take that off if it's from the White House. I think that would be a good congressional investigation. Is the White House putting pressure on private companies? How about it, all you House Republicans? How about uh, investigating that? I know there's a number of, number of other things to investigate. But let's, let's carry on and let's get an uh, interview here with our friend in Jerusalem, Israel, David Rubin. Uh, we got on the line with us, uh, David Rubin, the former mayor of Shiloh, and that's Shiloh, Israel, and the founder and president of the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund. And he's got a new book called The Islamic Tsunami, Israel and America in the Age of Obama. Uh, welcome to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You've been on before, David, and we're glad to have you back at Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And 
Today we want to talk about some what I call rock-splitting politics. What, what, what's happened in New York in a congressional district, special election, used to be a Democrat representative uh, Wiener's seat. It went to Republican, and, and they have a registration three to one, Democrats over Republicans. How in the world did that happen? Do you know? Yeah, well, I, I can tell you what I think it is, and I can tell you what I hope it is. Okay. Uh, it, seems, it seems like the message is starting to get out there. People are starting to understand uh, that President Obama is not pro-Israel. Jew, Jews all, always vote, well, I shouldn't say always, but... Uh, more often than not, they vote Democrat. Uh, they vote for the Democrats. They vote for the, the for the Democratic Party, and they. This is something that they do almost reflexively. It's almost something that, you know, I say that uh, American Jews cling to the Democratic Party like a nursing baby clings to its mother. Wow. Uh, but President Obama's hostility towards the Jewish state uh, may may be a, a game changer here that will cause American Jews to finally consider voting Republican in 2012. Well, David, what, uh, one thing we've noticed, that the former mayor of New York, a staunch Democrat, uh, Ed Koch, uh, he, he uh, came out for the Republican. Did you know that? Yes, yes and not, not only is he a staunch Democrat, but, but he is a, a staunch liberal. But, but he's also a liberal who cares about Israel, who can honestly look at the situation and, and say, uh, objectively, that uh, this president is bad for Israel. He, you know, anyone who cares about that Israel-America relationship is going to be uh, very disturbed about voting for President Obama and supporting him uh, in his campaign for president once again. Do you think the Orthodox Jews in New York could have enough influence that the whole state would would uh, turn from uh, its usual Democratic leanings and, and vote for a Republican for a presidential? Uh, not uh, for the president in 2012. I'm not sure of the, about the influence of, of Orthodox Jews in New York. Uh, I know that uh, liberal Jews tend to vote how they want to vote, uh, but but if if enough of them start to shift, and I I know the the Orthodox Jews already vote Republican more often than not. Uh, the liberal Jews or the centrist Jews start to shift. Uh, from from reflexively voting Democratic, and if they can possibly bring themselves to vote for a Republican, there are a couple of very good Republican candidates, and 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 they're they're good candidates in terms of economics. They're good candidates in terms of uh, foreign policy, and one big part of that foreign policy is supporting Israel. Uh, Governor Perry or or Representative Bachman, and they. Um, and uh, Governor Romney as well. These, these are candidates who, who are generally supportive of Israel. Well, you know, and I, I, especially Perry and Bachman. Right. Uh, so I, I, I think that uh, there is a strong possibility that uh, the Jewish population will have a shift. Uh, it may not all go. It may not vote majority for Republicans. When Ronald Reagan ran against Jimmy Carter. Uh, there, there, there was a shift, and some 38% voted for for Ronald Reagan, and that was enough of a shift to to turn some of the some of the borderline states uh, into the Republican camp. I, I think that may be happening this year, and so we we should be watching Florida very carefully to see if the yeah. shift is great enough. 
Well, we're seeing, we, we saw that special election in New York, and I think it just surprised a lot, a lot of pundits to see that a Republican could win in such a strong Democratic district. And like you said, Florida plays so huge in uh, 2012. And, and what you see from your perspective in the Jewish community and what you just told us, the Orthodox Jews already vote a lot for Republicans, but it's the... Uh, what what percentage would you say we have Orthodox Jews and and what you were calling your, I guess your uh, uh, the the liberal section of the Jewish population? Well, Orthodox Jews are uh, are not not more than, uh, than maybe fifteen percent of the American Jewish population. Uh, however, however, they do vote in in substantial numbers, and they they do vote they do vote more often than not Republican. And they they have shifted very strongly into the Republican camp in recent years. So I think we we may see a, a general shift as well, uh, because uh, the, the the population of Florida, while not being necessarily orthodox more than that percentage, I I, I believe that they do care very strongly about Israel. Well, Israel is getting to be a, a lot of play in the news and and what's going on and. And uh, David Rubin, I appreciate you uh, coming back on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Is there anything you'd like to share with uh, the Tea Party listeners across America before? Oh, sure. Well, I I, I, I know that uh, the members of the Tea Party tend to be very, very strong in their, their gut feeling that the relationship between Israel and the United States is important. Yes, you're right. And it's important not just for Israel, but also for the United States. Uh, because the blessings that, that come from those who support Israel are, are, are quite substantial. Uh, the United States has truly benefited from that relationship with Israel, as has Israel. Well, that, that's uh, what so, I was going to uh, say. But, but, but when it comes to understanding the details of that relationship and why it is so important, I, I think it's very important for people to go to Amazon.com and get a copy of my book, The right. Islamic Tsunami. And the subtitle is Israel and America in the Age of Obama. And we, uh, so and we can I, get that at people to do that. We can get that at Amazon.com. Uh, can can also go into our website ShilohIsraelChildren.org, and they can find out about the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund to help terror victim children in Israel. Well, uh, David, appreciate you coming back on, and and those are the points we we uh, want to hear from. Someone who knows uh, New York, someone who knows the nation of Israel and Jerusalem, and we appreciate your input and your insight on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you again, Doc. And that was David Rubin. We're glad he came back on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. What a wonderful guest, wonderful uh, man. Lives in Jerusalem, a former mayor of Shiloh, Jerusalem, and we thank him for his insights. Hey, I got a couple of nuggets out there. Number one, the first nugget I got from David's interview was they are some there's something happening just like i said earlier there's something happening in our nation when all of a sudden you have liberals supporting a conservative republican then you have to look into details david helped give us some details but that is a nugget something happening is going on what's going down we are in the middle of some rock splitting politics i'm telling you the second nugget i got is Actually, some of the liberal Jewish voters are starting to come to the conclusion that President Obama must get the message 
that they don't like his policies toward Israel. That's the second nugget, that even the liberal uh, Jewish voters who have voted dem dem for Democrats just almost nonstop in the last generation, they're starting to look at reasons why they should look at a conservative candidate. So a couple of good nuggets right there. And that leads us right into our Rock of Liberty speech. I'm telling you that rock-splitting politics are happening, and I'm going to tell you something that could happen. Now, go back and uh, read my uh, take on Herman Cain and uh, when Alveda King was on. And like I said, there was a vision or an I say an epiphany, that's the correct term, epiphany, I had when I was in Washington, D.C. on Memorial Day weekend back at the end of May. You go back and listen to that program, and, and if you want to read an article I wrote about that uh, epiphany, just Google three words. You can Google Herman Cain Excalibur, Excalibur, that's Herman Cain Excalibur, uh, Google those wor three words, and you should come up with an article that Doc Holliday wrote back in the spring about uh, why I think Herman Cain could do some things no other candidate could anywhere, any party. And why do I say that? Well, let me just tell you, since Herman Cain has had a surge in the polls since he's won a Florida straw poll, very indicative. It's not like Iowa. The Florida voters are more diverse from different backgrounds, different cultures. And so that was no little feat that Herman Cain has done. And one of the things that I see with Herman Cain, and we know he has black skin, all right? And we know one of the, you see it right now, one of the main issues that will be pushed by President Obama's re-election team is the racist Tea Party. They get different people to come out and say the Tea Party is racist. The Tea Party is racist. They want the, their base to hear it over and over and over until they believe it. How can they believe that the Tea Party is racist if Herman Cain, the only reason he wins the Republican nomination if he wins it is because of his Tea Party support and the Tea Party get behind Herman Cain. It will shoot that racist idea, right? It'll make people look like fools. Now, you can say the Tea Party is against the Democratic policies. You can say they're against what the Congressional Black Caucus stands for in many cases, but don't call the Tea Party racist. If you're racist, that means we don't want a black man to be president, and that ain't so, folks. I'd take Herman Cain any day, any day. And that's, that will kill absolutely kill the main plans of the liberals re-election strategy because they know everybody knows that president obama cannot run on what he's done he's done nothing but hurt the country now where does that lead us let me tell you this scenario with herman cain if you would love to see all these grand wizard ku klux clans turning over in their grave the ones who 
are dead and gone. If you want to see some grave twisting and turning, you, you, you let the two major parties, the Democrats and Republicans, duke it out with two African Americans. You talk about the, some, some old, old plantation uh, fields turning and twisting around, and those old coffins be twisting around, these old grand wizards and Ku Klux Klan people buried. <laughs> the, the United States of America having a Republican Party against the Democratic Party for the President of the United States and both candidates being African American. Wow. <laughs> now that is history. That is history that only Herman Cain could bring to bear. Now, the, the funny thing about that is, as I would love to see Herman Cain debate President Barack Obama. I would love to see this strong man built He's built his life on conservative policies. And this is the man, you remember that uh, before President Obama, when he was Senator Obama, when Hillary Clinton had all the backing and looked like she was going to win the thing, there were some African-American leaders asking. Uh, and this is when Hillary was still very much in control and Senator Obama was just uh, sort of like an upstart. But some African-American leaders in our country, and you know them by name, but many of them were saying, well, Senator Obama may not be authentic, authentically black. And I didn't say that. That's not Doc Holliday. That's for black leaders in 2007 and even uh, or some in early 2008. But what we're seeing is <laughs> we're seeing that Herman Cain is a direct descendant of, of uh, American slavery. President Obama is a direct descendant of Kenyan, of a Kenyan father and a, and a, a Caucasian mother. And Herman Cain trumps, <laughs> trumps, for his blackness, trumps President Obama. That's just plain, pure, and simple. And how can you call a Tea Party racist when we support or get behind a conservative like Herman Cain. I'm just telling you, this Rock of Liberty speech is something that can catch fire. Why can it catch fire? Herman Cain has an opening. He has a window of opportunity. Like I said earlier, it's like the quarterback has handed the ball to the fullback. And he has got a great block already. Now, how fast can he run? Can he get around the end? Can he is he faster than the defense? Can he get through? Can he drive through? We are going to see. We are seeing right now what the Herman Cain camp will do. And that's one of the reasons why I think Herman Cain can make a move now because Michelle, Michelle Bachman supporters are seeing their candidate fade. I like Michelle Bachman, but I'm sorry. She had her opportunity, and, but her poll numbers are fading. Where do, the, where do they go? I think they go to Herman Cain. When people realize if Sarah Palin doesn't get in this game, if she wants a conservative, Sarah Palin's uh, holdouts, people wanting her to run, will probably fall in line with who? Herman Cain, because Michelle Bachman is on her downhill slide, it looks like. If he keeps building up, people frustrated with Rick Perry, Herman Cain could be a juggernaut. <laughs> I'm telling you, he could build momentum from several areas. And the biggest thing that we can see with uh, Rick Perry, Governor Rick Perry, 
and, and Romney and, and the people who want Christie in, what we're seeing is the Republican establishment. Hey, that's what we call status quo. I think there's many in the Republican establishment who don't want to see Herman Cain charge ahead for one reason. <laughs> they haven't put any money in the game. They haven't backed him, and so they, they can't advise him on what they need. Herman Cain is breaking the status quo, folks. That's rock-splitting politics. And Doc Holliday is going to be back next week for another exciting show. We've got uh, Richard Wilburn coming on, an attorney from Mississippi that's doing something that every state in the nation can identify with. And it's something that's going on right now in elections statewide in Mississippi. And we're going to let him tell us what he's doing and what the Tea Party group in Mississippi is doing that other states can emulate and help get more conservatives into power. Come next week. We're going to have another great show. Thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.